0: A very spooktacular version of the filibuster freestyle. freestyle. It's Halloween night. It's your buddy Gavin. And the floating head on my Facebook, not my Facebook, my FaceTime screen is Andrew Patterson on Halloween. What's up, my man? How are you? Yeah,
1: what's going on? Not much. Uh, I feel the need to explain. The reason I'm a floating head is because, one, I'm wearing a black sweatshirt, but two, more prominently... I have turned all of the lights in my house off so that we could do this podcast uninterrupted, Sounds trick-or-treaters.
0: Correct, correct. So one of the issues with being, um, you know, being obligated to do a podcast on a Monday night after a Sunday night HBO show, Westworld, episodes four and five, by the way, we'll get into that in a second, is that it happens to be Halloween. It happens to be just a little before eight o'clock or so on the East Coast, And you may or may not get some trick-or-treaters. So you are literally the scary guy who lives alone with all of his lights off. Uh, And and when I look at you on my iPhone, you're literally a a floating white head in a dark (laughs) background. It's like I'm talking to, like, Jombie from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, except you're not a genie. You're a guy I went to college with.
1: All good. Yes. Uh, and, and the part that puts it over is that I don't know anybody in the neighborhood either, so like I really hit all parts of that trifecta. Oh I man! Don't talk to my if only
0: you could turn your dog into a cat, you'd be the guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: What what are you? <laughs> what are you this Halloween probable serial killer?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they, the good. I mean, I don't want to go full the guy because then like my house becomes the one kids dare each other to ring the doorbell at.
0: Right, and they ag you maybe. Yeah, exactly. They TP yeah. your bushes. Not cool. Anyway, all right. So last week we did not do a Westworld recap show because what we've decided is uh, we don't know if the show is going to give us enough on a week-to-week basis. It's, brand, it's a brand new show uh, for us to do a show every week necessarily, but last week did happen to be heavy on the exposition. We did learn a lot. We'll get into that first. For those of you who maybe have watched episode four but not five yet, you can feel free to listen for now, and we'll give you a little heads up when we go into episode five, um, or whatever. Just wait till you watch episode 5. It's your call. Dealer's choice.
1: I, I'm still going to call myself the podcast resident bad boy and say if you're listening to something called episode 4 and 5 recap without having watched episode 5, spoilers are your fault.
0: This is a good point. I don't know
1: why we're going out of the way to set it up for you, dummy, who can't see episode 5 recap show as the title and still gets bummed out at spoilers.
0: This is a good point. This is a good point. So anyway, speaking of that... um. The first, not the first episode, the first episode we're going to cover, episode four, in episode five, my streak of correctly calling what the player piano is playing ended. Um, have you looked it up? Are you aware what what we heard from the player piano or that it's messing with um,
1: us? You know what? I, I did not pay as much attention to it because it wasn't directly, it wasn't anything that that hit my uh, your ear. ears right away and yeah. recognize
0: I agree so maybe I'll crack research team that uh, with the interns in a second but the bottom line is you know so we, we were calling the show Player Piano Podcast and I don't know if the Player Piano is playing anymore so I don't,
1: right. know. <laughs> right. uh, and I don't but it still does figure prominently as like a uh, trope as they call it in the show and also um, there are a lot of visuals of it
0: absolutely absolutely and what I'm going to go into full and by the way filibusterfreestyle.com is where you can find the show notes And that's important because, as I was about to say, I'm going to fully admit that instead of having up IDBM or IMBD, excuse me, uh, instead of sticking to the characters' names, um, remember last time we were on and we started calling uh, the Hemdog, uh, one of the the Hemsley brothers, whatever his name is, uh, handsome security guy? Yeah. There's going to be a lot more of me making up names of people for a bit here, and I'm going to apologize in advance. Well, the
1: good news is we're two more episodes in, and therefore I think... The, the major players, I'm pretty confident in most of the names.
0: I agree. Okay, good. I'm glad you are. I'm not when I'm taking notes while watching the show, so we'll go from there. Okay. okay. So let's get into episode four, and let's do it in a little way called... Uh, okay, Dolores, we open the show up, and Dolores is talking to Bernard Lowe. Okay, he's kind of the second-in-command in terms of, like, programming the hosts, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and she's talking about how she has... Feelings tied to memories now. Um, She's clearly adapting parts of her script to express her feelings. Um, And she's questioning, and she does this a lot in these two episodes, about is she wrong? Is she wrong to feel this way, etc.? And um, Lo asks her what she wants, and basically she doesn't know but she feels like there's something wrong with this world or that perhaps she's losing her mind. First of all, amen, sister. Second of all... Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he gives her kind of a game secret, if you will. And that game secret is this maze. And we've been talking about this maze because Ed Harris's character, the Man in Black, is scalping people who have tattoos of yep. the maze in their head. I'm just setting all this up because, again, this episode is very exposition-heavy, but it seems... It, it's ta- Go ahead.
1: I, it- Sorry, but that does all tie into some of the stuff that we see in, in, in Episode 5. And I, I've got to say, just because it's there, uh, I am a believer in the different timeline theory now. You are. I have gone full in on that red theory. And I can explain later, but I think it also kind of um, ties that bit together a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I will, I'm i actually interested to hear your theory on that, because I, I'm, I'm not even going to attempt to refute that, um, because I, I see it being very plausible, too. Um, but the one thing he does ask her, and again, this is kind of her evolution as the oldest, she's the oldest host. She's been with Westworld since it was a baby little park, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he basically asks her, you know, does she want to be free, or does she, want, does she want him to erase all these memories and she can go back through her little loop and just do her thing? And she says she thinks she wants to be free, okay? Yeah. And that's huge. And- Let me
1: say, great choice, Dolores, when your loop is your parents getting murdered and you being raped in a barn. Like, very good choice as to, you know, do you want to be free or do you want that to be your life forever?
0: Correct. And your poor, hapless boyfriend, Teddy, keeps getting shot. Yeah. You know, and his loop's changing. So there you go. Anyway, okay. So next scene, um, Dolores, she goes back into Westworld and then she's with Jimmy Poole, the actor, a.k.a. William. William's prominence in the show has only grown in the two episodes we've yet to talk about. Um, Like I noted, I cannot make out the player Piano is playing. Okay, the next really important storyline to bring back in, in, and one is kind of still a bit character, but one is very central by the end of this conversation tonight. Um, The actress who plays um, the Lady of the Evening, something Penny Feather, and then, of course, Tandy Newton's Maeve are in the saloon. Um, yeah. And Maeve is, they're literally having a conversation like you are now, but Maeve is having a flashback to a shooting-slash-massacre that has already happened in this loop before, or maybe mm-hmm. even several together. And then the Hazmat team that comes, Handsome Security Guys crew, they come, yeah. and she seems to now be conscious during these things. Uh, these are flashbacks, they're previous, previous iterations, she's almost daydreaming about past iterations. Um and then what's cool, and I want to get your take on this, is Maeve then kind of like locks herself in her room and she draws a picture of of the hazmat man, if yes. you will, okay? And then she goes to stash it somewhere. And then when she stashes it in the floorboard, for the first time ever she realizes that she's done this before because there's like 20 more pictures of the hazmat yeah. man in the floor where she's hitting them before. Right.
1: Well, it might not be the first time that she's realized it because it's just the first time we're seeing her realize it. She may have realized that Every time she's gone back, to do correct, it. because the show was making those flashbacks strong.
0: This show does have a Bill Murray Groundhog Day thing to it. You're right. Yes. Okay. Good point. So yes. she probably is continually doing this, but she's like a goldfish, where like she's swimming to one end of the bowl, and she's like, "Where am I? Oh, I'm a goldfish. Yes. I'm in the bowl. Oh crap, where right. am I? Right." It, but you're right because the beings and the scripts are getting changed a little bit more, and the updates are happening that she's remembering it. And to your point. That's starting to come up big, and we'll talk about why in a bit. Um, Okay, next scene: The host who smashed in his own head, the lumberjack guy, um, you know, the COO lady and handsome security guy and fake Ellen Page are all at odds about why that dude did that. Um, COO lady, do you remember her name? Do you have that down yet?
1: No, I don't. She was not. I mean, she's hard because she wasn't in this episode at all
0: again. Yeah, okay. So she is basically saying that her team is going to conduct the investigation as to why Lumberjack Beardo Weirdo smashed his own head in. And we got some glimpses of that in episode five, too. We'll get to that. Um, But she insists that she's going to do it, not Handsome Security Guy and Fake Ellen Page, which are two great names for two wonderful actors who I'm giving (laughs) no credit to.
1: Yeah. And I should know fake Ellen Page's name, but I don't. I, yeah, I can't. I, I don't know her character name. I don't know that she gets referred to it all that. They
0: haven't called her much, and I. And shame on me for not learning her her actual actress or her real name. <laughs> yeah. Her stage name, if you will. Anyway, so what do what we make? And this is kind of a loaded question because actually COO Lady gets a lot of run in this episode. She does. Uh, what do we make of her... At the moment of insisting that her team's going to do the, for lack of a better term, um, investigation on the not decapitated, self decapitated guy.
1: Okay, so it adds this, however many layer uh, to to the show. There's like we've talked about before in the podcast, uh, but now even heightened by this. Now what I believe is this: the alternate timeline thing. Yes, where you have. The William, Logan, Dolores story. Yep. You have the man in black going for the maze story. Yep. You have the host starting to remember stuff uh, from their own past story. Yep. You have the guy crashing in his own head. And then, you know, the subsequent discovery in episode five, why he's doing that. And then you have the politics behind all of it. Right. um, Which goes into that. So I will plead... Right now, of least interest to me, is the politicking of who, which department gets to, uh, has the most power at Westworld. I would assume that becomes more interesting as we become more invested in the characters, or each department is going to go in its own way with what they think they should do. Yeah. But right now, it's very low for me. Yeah,
0: that's totally fair. But I, I do think, and we'll get some glimpses into it, that like she's got... Well, let's put it this way. That lumberjack, and this was like the last thing I wrote in my notes from two week, two episodes ago now, was um, you know, Dr. Lowe mentions that the carving on, on his the rock that he was had was not of Orion. Um, you know, and I, I asked what does it mean? We find out. But basically, let's just spoil it right now. Fast yeah. forward to that 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 that, get, that host, excuse me. He has some type of a, a Orion almost shaped transmitter up his arm that Uh what fake Ellen Page finds out is somebody is basically putting information or somebody has loaded these guests with tracking information devices and they're basically stealing information and like hacking it out of the park. Um, Yes. And so as
1: to what that is going to be, we now have no idea.
0: We have no idea. And that's why I don't feel bad spoiling it and by that I mean taking it out of order is that we, I asked what it means, and within an episode they answered it. Is His arm must have lit up sometimes to transmit, <laughs> transmit that out, and he was drawing it to probably figure out what the hell is going on inside his body.
1: So correct me if I'm wrong, and, and, and you know, cut me off if you think this isn't the way to go, but I think this might be a point in the podcast where we've gone through that exposition, as you said so eloquently, and now we've gotten to this other episode where we kind of unpack all of that. I mean, you can go back and maybe fit your notes in, like, or if you no, want but to let
0: me let sequence. me just do well, let me just do one more thing though because yes. there's there's two more things we need to talk about in this episode and I won't okay. I won't belabor the point. Okay, the tattoo face lady. Yes. Okay, tattoo face lady is part of that crew and now I got to find the guy's name. But he's like the other bad guy. Like it's not the man in black. It's not Wyatt. But it's like El Laz. El Laz, right? Yeah. So we see him in the very first episode, and they shoot the town up. Part of their loop is shooting the town up, shooting the town up. And she's got this tattoo of a snake that runs, basically, it seems like up her torso, probably, up her neck up, on her face, her head. with yeah. the snake head by her eye. And the only piece that is not colored in is the snake head, and uh, Ed Harris' character, the man in black, is fascinated by it. And basically, says, I'm going to break El Las out of prison, you're going to tell them what that tattoo means. And we learn yeah. that a bunch of people basically killed her family back in the day in her loop, and every time that she finds one of those guys, tracks him down, and kills him, she tattoos his blood into her body. By the way, not very safe for diseases, anywho. Um, no. And the bottom line is, there's one left, and that is for this guy Wyatt, but, which is weird, and the timeline thing that you're going to bring up later probably makes it even more sense, because Anthony Hopkins' character just created Wyatt.
1: Well, see, and that's what threw me earlier. I don't know if Anthony Hopkins just created Wyatt or if he just uploaded Wyatt into Teddy's consciousness to change Teddy's storyline.
0: Oh, so Wyatt's been doing his thing, but Teddy had no idea. Good call. This is why you're the expert.
1: He he brought Teddy into the Wyatt storyline, whereas before, Teddy was not part of that Wyatt storyline at all.
0: Correct, okay, I like that, I like that That makes actually way more sense That's a good answer Okay, the next thing that I want to get to Really quickly Sorry, here's another note Maeve sees the hazmat action figure An action figure, a religious idol uh, yes. Of Handsome Security the, the, Guy
1: The natives bring in.
0: And the natives are worshipping the hazmat guy so,
1: yes.
0: so we've already. We're, now we're learning that more of these beings, more of these guests. Basically, the further into the park you go, it seems like those hosts may have a little bit more cognizant of of Hazmat Man, aka Handsome Security Guy, and they now worship him as a religious idol. Okay.
1: Right. Which remember, um, Anthony Hopkins. Um Has said he was, wasn't he? He's creating a religion basically,
0: correct? Correct, correct, which is like bringing that together, exactly. Now, uh, COO lady is having an affair with Bernard Lowe. We know this. COO lady is going into, she's stressed out, um, she has a meeting with Anthony Hopkins, she goes into Westworld to see him. They're discussing his new narrative, all the changes he's making. She's saying the board won't like it, the investors won't like it, the blah, 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 blah. And he basically knows her. He's talking about her coming as a guest as a kid. He like stops yeah. He stops time. Right. All the servants, all the guests stop. host stop doing things. What did you make of that scene? Are you more well, they, interested was, in her right now?
1: Slightly. If, if we see her pop up in... What I believe is this first timeline I believe that William Logan Dolores story Yeah I believe we're looking at that as the First timeline
0: Okay got it
1: Now do we see Some little girl In that timeline that somehow You know becomes important Well there is a little
0: girl who's Lawrence's daughter Who seems to know a lot and be pretty cantankerous Now I don't think it's her But that's the only little girl I know of right now
1: yeah, and she's also a Hispanic and, I think, a host.
0: Agreed on both counts, but I'm just saying that's the only little girl we've been exposed right. to. Right,
1: really. but I was saying maybe we'll see one appear. Oh,
0: future maybe. move. Okay, cool, cool, like, cool.
1: Like, a soon-to-be-made appearance by a guest, because he seemed to imply that, or, or, or maybe, and this could go back to why the host is transmitting out information, yes. that they know their guests. So is that host transmitting out information, is that an attack on the guests? Because we do know that the Man in Black is some kind of
0: philanthropist. Yeah, he's a really good guy um, in real life. <laughs> he's like a great guy in real life. He's like some sort of
1: philanthropist who just comes this to do terrible stuff. So, is this an attack on the people that are going there as like uh, to expose them? You know, correct. Is this
0: still- correct. This is what he does when he comes in here. Here's right. your hero now. Right. Good call. Right. Um, last last thing, and this episode ends with Mave and I believe El Laz. And Maeve, basically, Tandy Newton's character, has him cut her open because she remembers a previous kind of a bullet being in her in her, in her abdomen, basically, and yeah. she has no scar and no recollection, but she's got kind of a recollection. She finds the bullet, and she even says, and we'll get into her more in the next one, none of this matters. So we've got really main characters, you know, realizing a lot about a lot, and and I think it's going to tie into a theory I have for later, but anyway... That's okay. essentially episode four in a nutshell. Yes. Okay. Episode five. I think, yeah, we
1: hit upon everything that was brought up there. Yeah,
0: if episode four, like you said well, so well a minute ago, was exposition, not only did episode five unpack it, I feel like this might be the pivotal episode in the whole season in terms of setting everything else out. So, I, the way I kind of see this show going, and maybe
1: it's because we only talk about it every two weeks, but it seems to me like we've gone every two weeks where there is a week that pushes sport exposition and a week that turns things on their head. I think two and three went that way. Obviously, yeah. one has to get everything out there. But I felt like two and three went that way. Now, four and five have gone that way. And this is going to be really, like, meta, maybe, in my reading into the show. Yeah. But... On episode two, and I don't know on episode, on two of the episodes, and I, I, I think I was thinking maybe I've got them wrong, but on a couple of the episodes, they've said in the weeks I'm cupping on Westworld. Correct. But in a couple of the other ones, and they seem to be right before things where big things happen, they see next week. They say next week on, yeah. on Westworld.
0: Yeah. No, it seems like they've got, and again, this goes back to our original podcast on this and our original conversations on this, which was. HBO bought, like, five seasons or something, or seven seasons. Like, they've got the luxury of, like, all they've got to do is get us every other episode, and we're going to keep watching for ten episodes a year. Right. Absolutely. All right, so let's go to episode five. Let's talk about it. So, we open up, and Anthony Hopkins is talking to that old kind of cowboy character. Um, yeah. In lo- not in lockup, but there's a place where, like, old hosts go to get retired. And
1: Okay. It's like a th- And so... Yeah. So this goes into the multiple timeline theory. Okay. That, let's let's look.
0: Can you want to unpack that now? You want to go with it now?
1: Okay. So you know how in the current version of Westworld we mm-hmm. have seen this kind of underground labyrinth world? Yes. Where yes. Um, they bring the old house to retire. Remember, it was leaking coolant.
0: Yeah. And so like, it seems it. like there's a lot of layers, but literally beneath the building, and like level seven is like where they keep the you know the retired house, etc. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, And Anthony Hopkins has his weird little lab with that creaky old bartender. Yes. It goes back to a previous conversation we had, but when William first pulls into Westworld, he pulls into like an underground subway
0: type area. Yeah, it's like Epcot Center.
1: Like an Epcot Center, but it's all underground in multiple levels. So, I mean, and this is not something I can credit on my own, but reading into these Reddit theories that were out there, this is what people have brought up, is that That's the part of the park that's now gone and broken down and not. So people must come into the park a different way now. But all that underground stuff, we see William entering it when it was still functioning, still part of Westworld.
0: Got it. So the story he tells, and it's funny because he, in a very like, I don't want to say meta twice in one show, but like Anthony Hopkins is about to tell a story because clearly he wants to get something off his chest. But he realizes that the old bartender he's talking to doesn't even know what the like the the, char- the main character of his story is, and the story is when he was a little boy, their family adopted a greyhound or something like that, yeah. and they brought the they brought the greyhound to the park, and the greyhound spend their whole life as racers, catching that fake rabbit that they'll never catch, and all they know yes. is all they know is they run fast, that thing runs faster, they never catch it, and he makes that analogy: if there was nothing prettier then when they let the dog off the leash because they were idiot kids and their dad told them not to, and the dog went running, that there was nothing more beautiful in in, in his life than than that dog running free until, of course, he caught the cat, killed it and tore it to pieces to the horror of everybody, and that seems to be a bit of a metaphor for what, like, Ford is at an absolute crossroads, and we we can get into this, and we will get into this, but, like, I love that he... He, he's clearly at a point where he's either like, do I blow this thing up? Do I live in the yeah. matrix forever? Like, what do I do? I got stockholders, I got shareholders, I got a former partner who killed himself 34 years ago, like, all this, you know? So,
1: I don't know that he's at a place where he feels like he's going to blow every. Uh-oh, are you still there? I'm still
0: there, go for it, you're fine. Okay. I don't know if he's at a place where he feels like he's
1: still going to blow everything up. I feel like he's at a place where... Um... I mean he's still introducing this whole new religion thing. He thinks he's has his biggest best storyline. He's saying, Let me worry about the investors, I'll handle him. Yeah. I think he's still as true a believer as he ever was. Okay. Uh, now unless this new storyline is somehow meant to like expose everything about Westworld. Maybe it maybe it could be that, but I think he's still a true believer. I think he's still in hook, line and sinker. Um, I don't think he is concerned about the moral quandaries that this world brings up.
0: Okay, okay, now...
1: Because you remember, he also just programmed the memories feature. Correct. So he, he's all about continuing to improve this experience for okay. the guests. Okay, so,
0: so let me ask you this. Do you think that his question to himself, about, or his, his thought about not knowing what to do with it, once you catch it, is him saying... <laughs> That maybe if he actually realizes his dream, it may not be enough, slash, he doesn't know if that'll be enough or not? I
1: I think it's him saying that he's never going to be that. He always knows what he wants to to do with it. He's always always got it. if you remember, like, remember that conversation, I mean, we'll fast forward for a second to the end of the episode. He has our conversation with the man in black at the end, and the man in black says, are you here to stop me? And he said, no. Right, right I'm not at all here to stop you You absolutely go on this journey and find this stuff out Yeah, exactly
0: Okay, cool So let's go Let's talk about somebody who apparently is trying to stop him Dolores Um, Dolores doesn't necessarily know it yet But actually she kind of does Let's just get into that whole piece So we find Dolores in a graveyard And there's a voice that says to her Find me And she says internally, show me how Okay and Enough. and then let's just let's just skip a bunch of stuff for a minute here in terms of the narrative. Dolores has you know, basically Anthony Hopkins at some point pulls her out and tries to basically get into her system and say, "When was the last time that you talked to my partner Arnold?" You know? Yes. And we've seen this before. And this is this is why I think this is this like, okay, you've got you got Dr. Lowe, let's call him, the African-American guy. Uh, yeah. Um, you've got Dr. Ford, who's Anthony Hopkins. You've got Evan Rachel Wood, who's Dolores. So one guy just gave her the ability to be free, okay? That was Dr. Lowe. Anthony Hopkins is still talking to her like she has to, when she goes into analysis, she has to give him true answers. And we think this is true, too. Until he asks her, good to go to analysis, When was the last time you talked to, uh, you know, his old partner, Arnold? She says Uh 34 days, 17 hours, whatever. Basically, the exact down to the second he died. Yeah. And then as soon as he walks away, she's still sitting there, you know, obviously naked, because they're all naked whenever they go back to the park. Right. And she says, don't worry, he didn't get it out of me, basically. Our secret is safe. And what's amazing is Anthony Hopkins pretty much tells her that Arnold has her around to basically stop... Ford from doing what he's going to do but he still is letting her get out of her loop because he could just stop yeah. this so okay. she, she's at a whole new level of, of sentient sentient being right now
1: she is and I don't know I mean these red theories like I, I'm going to be the first person to tell you uh, I am not smart enough to come up with these on my own and then you read them and you it brings you this whole kind of crazy new like look at the show and you're like whoa Whoa, kind of mind-blowing, right? Yeah, people so who
0: have too much time on their hands and probably...
1: Way too much time yeah. on their hands. So this is maybe my favorite part of the theory, but also the part of the theory that I'm not completely sold on. Okay. Are you ready for it? I mean, I don't know. It's taking let's, a little bit out of... Let's out do of, it. Let's out, just do it. I like of, it. But a lot to unpack here. So the, the theory, of course, in multiple timelines is that William becomes the man in black. Okay. Okay. That William becomes this man of black, and there's a few points in this episode. If you rewatch it, you're like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." At one point, he says, "I mean, the way he calls Lawrence, he talks to Lawrence like Lawrence, and then he's he's revealed to be El Laz." Correct. In in the other story. How
0: about Lawrence is two different characters, right?
1: Yeah, and so he says he's El Laz, and he calls him Lawrence, and there's all of that. But to bring Dolores into this, Dolores is on that wild quest with William and Logan. They're headed towards the maze in that quest. Correct. If we buy that at 34
0: years ago, right? Yep.
1: That's around the time Arnold kills himself. Correct. Okay? So the theory states that they are going on that quest towards the um, maze because Arnold is trying to use Dolores to end Westworld. Yes. And that William will save Westworld. He'll be somehow save Westworld. In, in, in doing that, become the man in black and get all of that, like, you know, um, Anthony Hopkins' undying gratitude. Do yeah. you know what I mean? In, in that ability to kind of go to whatever he is. And he's rich and he's a philanthropist. But why is Dolores stuck in that loop? Because she's the host that was used to help Arnold. That's her punishment, is to get stuck on the same loop uh. for all of those years That's why she never changes That's why it's the same storyline all of the time Not because it's like the hit or the guest's favorite Because she's being punished For helping Arnold helping, helping Arnold try to end Westworld Alright,
0: so let's let's keep that going then Because I said to you tonight And I haven't read any theories at all yet But my theory that I thought of was like Man in Black, who definitely could be William, I, b- I buy into that, is trying to find this maze. Dolores is trying to find this maze. And in my mind, the man in black is a real person, a real human being, who's yeah. done who's done great things.
1: He's a and philanthropist.
0: We, and we'll get into that in a minute. Because I definitely want to talk about Logan and William's like, little showdown. Okay? Yeah. But anyway, Dolores is trying to be free, and this guy is trying to basically find a place where he can, like exert all of his demons. It, you know, because clearly, William is going to, I mean, William's already now shot some dudes yeah. uh, when they robbed the Union soldiers. He's, you know, he, he, left, he left Logan to get his butt kicked, basically, um, instead of helping him. He hates Logan. Let's just unpack this. Logan basically told him that he's a, 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 use, a kind of a threatless executive vice president middle manager in their company because, oh, by yeah. the way, we learned that Westworld is hemorrhaging money and Logan's company might buy the whole thing. Uh, in that, yes. And um, that's where the COO um, is going to come in, and that's where this thing, I think, has a layer we haven't seen yet.
1: And, and so it also could, I mean, if we do buy those alternate timelines, like clearly the man in black, he, he has some sort of special rules. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Um, there's
0: but, but do you, think, Mark, do you and, think he's already found the, the center of the maze then, or is he still looking?
1: Uh, I Well, here's what it is. I think maybe that was his first trip there 34 years ago, right? Yeah. And now he goes and he spends 34 years as a, as a bad guy, as a guy in black. He's basically done everything this park has to offer. He's going back to go there one more time. He's going back to – I mean, I – I, to me, and again, I could be very wrong in this. Uh, I don't know, see how uh, an Ed Harris character arc lasts more than a season. Stoked. Is he wrapping this up in that he is maybe he is dying himself, or maybe he's going to do some sort of homage to Arnold, where Arnold killed himself in Westworld, correct? And he's going to do the same, and he's going back on that same. He's looping himself the way the host loop. He's looping himself back to try to do his first quest
0: one from last time
1: years ago. Okay. One last time. That's yeah, because
0: because no my yeah my theory, and I kind of got lost in the wormhole, is that Dolores I think is trying to break through the maze. To the real world, obviously, and I think Ed Harris is trying to never go back to the real world. Yes, and I, both of them can do that in, in their heads, at least, if they reach the center of the maze. If
1: they get to the center of the maze, and that in this, and then that first quest, if we buy it, could be her either trying. Yeah, she's trying to escape. Maybe Arnold has told her she's try. You know, has programmed in her she needs to get there to try to escape. Yep. Um. But, yeah, they both have the same goal, albeit are they on the same timeline however many years later. But I think if they have the same goal, it makes sense they have it for kind of the same reasons. All right. perhaps Amanda Black is taking Dolores' reason.
0: All right, what do we make of, and, and I didn't know where this storyline was going, but we got a heavy dose of uh, what happens to be a white guy and an Asian guy who are both, like, a.k.a. butchers, but they're the guys who put these things back together.
1: The, I. I I forgot about that storyline. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this to
0: you. But the only, well, the only reason I want to bring it up because it was completely a waste of my time. However, okay. However, you, you watched the whole episode, obviously, right? Yes. Okay, so you have the end of episode four, which you just talked about. You've got Tandy Newton figuring out that there is that you know handsome security guy is like hazmat guy. She's having memories, of people dying. She is sitting on the table. They keep She keeps dying and dying and dying, and they, those same two guys keep working on her. She's sitting on the table. They keep talking about her like she can't hear them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So anyway, you've got the, the guy who happens to be Asian. He's got this pet project where he's trying to like rehabilitate a bird from inside the, the park, right. whatever. Pet project. We all have hobbies. We're doing a podcast right now. I get it. My point is, at the end, he finally gets it right. She, ca- she wakes up. Obviously naked again, because everybody's naked when they're on the table. She calls the dude by his name, I think Felix, and she's like, Hey, Felix, we gotta talk. (laughs) Yeah. And what did you make of, like, I think Maeve's gonna mess some stuff up, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Clearly uh, Maeve is gonna be out for for blood. And maybe um, if she's not in Westworld, the rules don't apply. I mean, I think you're starting to see the rules don't apply, whereas before... And um, maybe Dolores has shown a couple of times rules don't apply. where they only program you to to do certain things?
0: Right, like you can't, like Dolores couldn't pull a trigger, and then all of a sudden the other day she just shot like four dudes.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, if if those rules don't apply, if you're not in Westworld, if you're in like the outside, like where you where the. The host recognizes it's not in Westworld, yep. it, you know, and, and therefore these rules don't apply. Um, by the way, to break break from our podcast, I am turning the lights in my house back on. I feel like it's 830.
0: Um, yeah, you're not going to get trick-or-treaters on a Monday night now. And, and if
1: Good. I do, like, more power to those kids.
0: By the way, you would mentioned earlier that the years that you get two or three trick-or-treaters, you tend to buy uh, subpar candy, so the word will be out to not go to that guy's house next year. Do you want to give an unofficial sponsor of the week here as, as we, we break the fourth wall uh, and to any of those crummy candies, like maybe Good and Plenty, Good and Fruity? Who you got? Yeah. Raisinets? Well, I, Good and Fruity was
1: recommended to me today, which would have been a good choice. What I do have, though, are Whoppers.
0: I love Whoppers.
1: <laughs> See, no Whoppers are garbage.
0: Save those for Thanksgiving. I will have some.
1: Milk Duds.
0: All right, Milk Duds are questionable and cheap.
1: A tiny Twizzler. See, like, save
0: like, those two. Save those two. I don't know if it's a sponsor of the week. Twizzlers. Tiny Twizzlers.
1: And literally a single Jolly Rancher. Yeah, you can keep that one.
0: Okay, nice. <laughs> the candy edition of fake sponsors of the week on the heels of Andy Maslin getting a job at Hershey's. Everything's yeah. coming together. filibusterfreestyle.com Keep checking us out. Okay, let's persevere. Let's hit a couple more arcs. Beginning of the show, Not to go. I'm not going all the way back, my point is Man in Black, Teddy, who they find, like, all tied to, like, you know, basically those, those crazy natives got him two weeks ago. That was not nice. Yeah. Um, Teddy needs a blood transfusion. He actually, Man in Black actually kills Lawrence to give Teddy the blood transfusion. That's all well and good. But the little boy that they happened upon, is that the little boy Anthony
1: Hopkins was talking to earlier and showed religion to? It is. Holy cow. It is. So obviously this kid's coming up. A big time coming up, and I don't know how.
0: I think this little boy—if you're gonna you go, really on, if you're, if you're, I'm gonna come. If, if you're gonna go into the multiple timelines theory, I just feel like, like I know it can't be Anthony Hopkins because, like, he's a real person.
1: Is it a host that of him as a child yes. or his brother? That, yes. that idea came to me. Yes,
0: yeah. I think that person is like familiar like like family based, family ties, blood related, or like a a a, a, rep- a reproduction of a blood relative.
1: Yes. Um, why uh, else? I yeah. mean, I think that story with the brother comes up. I you know, I, I think that we could fi- hear more stories of this brother, yeah, and then find out that this brother met some tragic end, or it's his like you know his way to bring someone back.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about this. Okay. Um, so I want to t- I want to definitely touch like three more three more things. Okay, number one, the Confederados. We got we got used, we got we got introduced to a new group of guys who are literally a hybrid of the word Confederate soldiers and desperados, aka fake band name yeah. of the week, the Confederados. Um, it's a great name. It's a great name. So do you enjoy the Confederados? And more importantly, how about the gold-colored like painted people, like for lack of a better term? It was an orgy uh, that was just going on in that town the entire time they were there. So so a couple of things about this point in the show. And the
1: first thought that struck me, honestly, when I watched this point of the show, was if you have a TV that, like, you know, faces out towards the street, you know, sometimes you go by people's houses <laughs> and you to be facing yes. the street. Yes, yes. If you were going to watch Westworld, draw your draw blinds. Draw your blinds
0: because people think you're draw watching your explicit or illicit content. Yes,
1: because not only do you not want like neighborhood children watching that, too. You you know you are no. There's going to be plenty of people who have no idea what you are watching, and that is just and frankly that many things that you can make you people talk watching alone. And
0: people talk. I You're going to be like that guy watches creepy, weird, like yeah. European whatever. You know nothing. Yeah. You know, sorry everybody from Europe. I'm just saying. I mean, you
1: have to be really special to make it, I mean, it has to be really uncomfortable to make people feel a level of uncomfort alone, and that was just, I don't quite, that's the part, there's a couple of things to the allure of Westworld, to the visitor. But
0: that you're not I, cool with as a viewer.
1: <laughs> well, not, not cool with, but I just wouldn't understand, I can't, I don't get. Uh, and part of it does get answered in that scene with the Confederados, but, but one part of it just that it is, is the idea that it's really just mass-scale prostitution. Yeah. Um,
0: at Laszlo's house, AKA Lawrence, KLL aka laws.
1: Yeah. L.S. So, so there's that, which whatever. Okay. You know what? You do what you're going to do. I'm not, I'm not here to cast, cast aspersions as it were, but, but I mean, $45,000 a day. I, I feel like, I don't well, know. Well, I was going to
0: say, if you make enough trips to the place and you clearly have money, I guess the debauchery has to get higher and higher, especially because you're getting further and further into the park, if you will, or further out of the park, yeah. whatever it is, but you're, you're getting to higher levels. It was a video game speak, right? So anyway, right. so I thought. So you know, the
1: other part of it, though, is the danger part. But it kind of got answered with what happened to Logan at the Confederado's place when they found out they were double-crossed, and when they found out El Laz double-crossed it was them, right, for this 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 rebellion that we don't know much about, but I think is going to come up and going to be interesting in, in, in future weeks.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, I like um, it. It's you know, it's Wild West, eighteen sixties themed, and or eighteen eighties themed, and you've got some U- U.S. Civil War stuff going on. It's, it'll be fun. It's really interesting. I agree that that's yeah, going to be and cool. Yeah,
1: and that, that was a good twist to have El Laz dupe the Confederados. You know, but but part of what's hard for me to buy into is like the. And at first, I was thought, I thought you couldn't get hurt. So what? What's the thrill of being out there? Like, and I still don't, if you're not going to get shot, why are you hiding behind rocks when people are shooting at you? Right. Um, well, they can get shot, they just at at your... can't get
0: killed, right? But
1: Just take a couple of shots. But the danger part of it did kind of get answered because you saw Logan being withheld by two of the Confederados, well, just getting pummeled. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, then I guess if you know that's a possibility, it raises the stakes a bit. And, of course, Logan is going to get out of that. We saw him in a preview for the upcoming weeks. Um, I do not think he is going to be happy when he runs into William again. Well, I was going to say, him and
0: William in, in both real life and in the park are not going to be buddies from now on. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to see and how... it
1: does bring you to something to the man in black said in episode 5 to Lawrence, where um, he said to Lawrence, do you wonder why I've kept you around for so long? And Lawrence says, I thought it was the pleasure of my company. Yeah. Um, but then uh, he insults him, and, and and the Man in Black says, "Lawrence, there's not many people who could get away talking, talk, get away with talking to me the way you do, except perhaps in a previous life."
0: Right. And right.
1: Logan definitely trashes all over, all over William throughout their trip, and it brings up to that confrontation they had in the uh, correct what only looked like the former wrestler Goldust's house slash. <laughs> Bedroom of pornography.
0: Correct, correct. All right. Now, William makes that choice to leave Logan behind. He and Dolores escape. I want to hit on Dolores two two points about Dolores, and then we can potentially even be done. But one, Dolores keeps seeing versions of Dolores. Yes. So Dolores saw herself in like a parade of like the dead, like not dead people, but people dressed up like you know in death costumes, kind of like a Halloween you know vibe. (laughs) Which doctor vibe. She what? went, and that's when she when she went to follow that that other version of herself. That's when Anthony Hopkins pulled her in. Okay, Dolores goes to see some Stevie Nicks esque um, tarot card, you know, mind reader, yeah. hey, palm reader lady. When she looks back up at her, it's herself, and she gives herself some advice, and I forget what, and that's okay too. Hey,
1: well, she she says, "You look like you're coming undone." Mm. And she pulls the thread out of her arm. Yes. Yes. And then looks back down, and it's all—it's all fine, or whatever. Correct. But, uh, very similar to that guy whose head got bashed in.
0: Correct. So it's almost like Dolores is maybe a spy, but she is a spy for um, Arnold. Totally. Right. What's okay? Okay, and I want to maybe hit on Arnold to end it. Okay, I have one more thing about Dolores. Though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, my favorite line, and this is this is cheesy, not cheesy, but, you know, just kind of one of those, like, you know, good for you Dolores type moments is when she starts, you know, she's shooting, dudes. She's saving, she's saving William. She's jumping on trains. They're, you know, she's yeah. going gonna, gonna to blow up a train in smithereens. But, you know, but Lawrence, you know, it's all good. And
1: I'm just impressed with your use of smithereens, but yeah. blowing smithereens, but go on.
0: <laughs> and she eventually says, I had a vision of myself. And, and for once, I wasn't the damsel. Yeah, that's when she could pull the trigger because he was shocked she pulled the
1: trigger and she said, you said something about choosing your own, in the real world, choosing your own storyline or something like that. Yeah. And for once I saw my own storyline and I wasn't the damn story.
0: Correct. And that was pretty cool, I thought. Um, and it, and so anyway, they end up on this runaway train and, you know, El Laz has, you know, all the stuff that he stole from the Confederados that William and Logan and Dolores had, had stolen from the Union soldiers, and that's basically when they formed what seems to be some type of a de facto alliance um, in which he says, you can, yeah. call, me, you can call me Lawrence. So... Um, yeah. Well, I got to say,
1: El Laz is, has become, in these two episodes, El Laz slash Lawrence, ha- has become my favorite character.
0: You like El Laz?
1: I like El Laz. I like the... I mean, he's got that typical kind of like, snark you're gonna find in a movie like this like the bad guy you can kind of root for but not really a full bad guy sure because the confederados were the real like yeah
0: they were the real scum of the earth totally
1: and and he's turning on them um and everybody in his gang seems to be like those stereotypical like you see in old westerners like
0: yeah some real desperados
1: funny funny cowboys like
0: yeah kind of like um not as funny as, but El uh, El Guapo's crew and The Three Amigos. Like, not quite as slapstick, obviously, but... Not quite a slapstick. Some fun-loving desperados.
1: Because he also has what I think one of the best lines in... What the, maybe the most underrated line in movie history is um, Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Great movie. When he says... Um, I, yeah, I believe it's in Tombstone, yeah. You want to fight... I'm your Huckleberry.
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
1: <laughs> great line, fantastic line. I still, I, I, I wish that line could be used in real, in real yeah, life. Yeah, it's more. hard
0: to get that one in there. But the bottom line I is, don't, tip hey, of the I cap to the great Val Kilmer.
1: B, you say I'm your Huckleberry. It's just not like a thing anymore. You know what I mean? But yeah, you got to talk to somebody me of that character, that type of like, right. Quick, quick wit, like
0: snippy. Well, it's kind of Air. like the, a lot of guys were in the, in the Wild West because they couldn't get a real job or in society, and some guys went out there because they wanted the juice in the action, and Doc Holliday and Elaz both want the juice in the action, it seems like. Right, exactly. Which is my exactly. kind of party, but exactly. aka, I'm your Huckleberry.
1: Do you know what it is? It's like the heroization, and partly probably what brings people into Westworld itself that hero heroization, I'm making that word up now, but like we've heroicized these old West figures that were probably in reality terrible people. Not
0: good guys.
1: Right. Terrible people, but we've we've put these heroic legends on them. Right. Um and El as is that embodies that and that's what's very rootable and likable about him as a character.
0: Alright, last two questions. What do you make of uh, Dr. Ford green lighting the man in black's quest? Is it consequential or is it not consequential? See, I, uh, I, I mean, if too much consequence, but what do you think?
1: Um, that I mean, this, this really does kind of make sense to me that if in this original timeline, we're seeing if it really is, in fact, two timelines. And it's still, again, like I've said, I could be wrong on this. If it is two yep, timelines, yep, yep. William does something major to get all of this goodwill from him. Okay. Maybe it is even as simple as buying the park. Maybe William just buys the park. I'm not saying it has to be this whole hero quest to save it from Arnold, but Arnold has to be in here for a reason. Okay, let's,
0: okay is- and that's my last question. Arnold. If Arnold killed himself 34 years ago or whatever, and I get the two-timeline thing and that might be the answer, how does Dolores speak with Arnold?
1: Right. Well, is that maybe, perhaps, and I don't know, this is out of it, this is this is out of left field. I'm just thinking right now on my feet. Hey, that Orion's belt thing where they think it's a it's 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 out to a satellite. Yeah. And Dolores had that thread in her arm. When yes. you Come undone that she pulled out. Yep. Maybe perhaps he had picked a few bots that somehow he's figured out how to put his consciousness somewhere else. Yeah. The way these hosts have consciousness. Yeah. And and they communicate with that. Yeah, because his
0: consciousness seems to still be intact. That's my
1: thing. Right. It seems there seems to be something there. Um, Maybe he's maybe he's legit hiding in the center of the maze. I don't know, but it could be it could be related to to that because what? And I will say I'll go right out there and say it right now. I will be very disappointed if that like satellite theory is just like a rival Westworld company.
0: Right, like the Pepsi to its Coke.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be an incredibly unfulfilling.
0: Yeah, and I will say this. Line. This show because of how complex it is, there's a really good chance that whatever like to your point, the the powers that be that make it all happen happen are some dumb like corporate mergers and acquisition theme, which won't really matter because of all the depth to everything else, but we'll just be stupid to your point. Um,
1: well, I'll tell you, like, tell you, I'll tell you this, and it's where I get my skepticism from. To me, right now, this show's batting a thousand. Ooh, it, you... it's hitting on every time to- and, and every storyline.
0: So you're I in. To
1: be, to be. I mean, like, I'm not as interested in that CEO storyline, but I still have.
0: You some got hope for it.
1: Remind that could make it interesting. Yes. Um, and they are bound to miss on something. It's not a perfect show. Correct. They're bound to miss on something. What do I what are they gonna miss on? Maybe it is just uh maybe it is just a competing company. But that would be a very disappointing miss. Um and that would that would take the level of the show down a few hits for me.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right, well let's do this. We'll get you out of here on that. I do want to tease that tomorrow night I'm gonna be recording the selection show and like rules. And parameters of Roscoe P&I's next project on the freestyle, which is to name and identify the greatest front men slash front women, front people of all time in bands. Okay. And we're going to record the first one of those tomorrow. So folks who look for that, if you have submissions on, like, you know, someone like Mick Jagger, you know. Well,
1: can I give you my, my number
0: one? Give, give me my your number election. one now. Yeah, Andrew Patterson. Tease it up, brother.
1: Uh, my number one, and, and without a doubt, I mean, I'm saying, to me, it's not even close, that you'll really have to sell me on giving me anybody other than yep. Freddie Mercury from Queen.
0: You know what's really funny is that you're the second person I've shared this with besides Roscoe P., and you're the second person to basically say that. And what I said yeah. to that person, who is filibuster freestyle pundit Cindy Harrington of Walpole, Mass., uh, and I say it to you, is you're darn right. Yeah. And I mean, you're darn that's right. It.
1: So, to me, I will listen, I want to see who your 2-12 through 12 is, and maybe I want to get really angry at you or Roscoe P for taking Freddie Mercury out of the number Right, well, gone. the bottom line but is,
0: someone is going to have to make an unbelievably compelling case for somebody yeah. other than Freddie Mercury. Number two, as Larry Bird said during the 1980-something three-point shooting contest, who's playing for second? And, you know, Roscoe and I are going to try to figure that out. So, that's going to be up soon, and we're going to make it at least a two-parter because it's going to warrant it, but... Speaking of multi-parters, thanks to Andrew Patterson for being part of the Westworld Player Pianos podcast on the filibuster freestyle. That was episode four and five. If something goes bananas next Sunday, we will come back for an emergency episode six. If not, we'll see if the six, seven. And uh, as Andrew said, if we spoil this for you, it's your fault for not reading the title. But well, we love you anyway. Here comes the outro. Andrew, thanks for being on, buddy.
1: Thanks for having me. Filibuster freestyle. That's the end of the podcast, folks. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. I should probably
0: periscope my dancing, huh? People like my dancing. Oh, yeah, we should periscope
1: this. We should just periscope it sometime. No
0: doubt. All right, folks. Talk to you later. <laughs> PhilBusterFreestyle.com.